0: Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message.
1: My sons and my daughters, my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I'd like to share with you on two statements. Two statements, you know, The first one is a poem entitled, Making a Difference. Making a Difference, attributed to one Stephen Grelet, a Quaker who lived somewhere 1773 to about 1855. I find it very inspiring. And permit me to say it to you. I'm sure those of you who are small, small expenses, I am sure you may not have heard it before. But those of us who have very big expenses, you know. Old men, I am sure have heard this poem before. The poem is very simple. Are you there? I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do, or any kindness I can show to any fellow creature, Let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it. For I shall not pass this way again. This is the poem. Permit me to repeat it and have you think about it and reflect a little bit about it. I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness I can show to any fellow creature. Let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it. For I shall not pass this way again. My sons and my daughters, I will be making references to this poem. So keep it in mind. My second statement is a chorus of the popular uh, you know, country song we just heard, it was by one Ryan Schupper. And I like it very much when he says, And when you dream, dream big, as big as the ocean blue. Because when you dream, it might come true. But when you dream, dream big. When I heard this song, it took possession of me to a point. And I believe there is something in it. When you dream, dream big. And it might come true. My dear friends, we have just heard the song. And when I think of it, the chorus brings to mind the quality that I think global citizens are made of. Namely, they are dreamers. Indeed, they are big dreamers. But more so, I'd like to give you another little quotation. And their little quotation is from one Cardinal Sunens of Belgium who said, Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. I was very touched to see these young ones here in front of you who are being asked to join in this big dream Of bringing about change in Ghana, change in Africa, and change in the world. Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. Oh, by the way, how many fingers do you have? How many fingers? How many? At least on one hand, how many fingers? Okay. Watch me. I'm going to give you five items to think of. I've already given you three. The first one is the poem, Making a Difference. The second one is the song, When you dream, dream big. And the third one is what I just said, Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to make them come true. Yes, my sons and my daughters, global citizens are people who not only dream, but are committed to making them come true no matter the cost. Let us just examine a few personalities that I consider global citizens. Who are global citizens? From the past, I can think immediately of Osaji Dr. Kwame Nkrumah of Ghana, who was voted Africa's man of the millennium in the year 2000. Kwame Nkrumah was voted Africa's man of the millennium to say that for the last thousand years, Africa's most iconic personality was Kwame Nkrumah. And I felt so ashamed and pained that I lived under Kwame Nkrumah and I think for one reason or the other, we didn't really appreciate Kwame Nkrumah for who he was. And his stature has been growing bigger and bigger than life size. Another person that I would consider a global personality that comes immediately to my mind is Mohananda's Mahatma Gandhi. Mohananda's Mahatma Gandhi, I'm sure many of you know about him as Gandhi. Am I right? That iconic figure of India, who unfortunately was shot dead somewhere in 1948, I think. Then, to make sure that I am gender sensitive... I choose Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, a woman from Montenegro who left her country to go and work in India, in the slums of India. These are for me three of the personalities I just want to give you to think about as we think about global personalities. However, we should choose some people from among the living. And who comes to my mind easily as one of the living is Kofi Annan of Ghana and then Nelson Mandela of South Africa because we all know him very well. And uh, let me see, so we have five people. My sons and my daughters, if there is anything about these personalities in their profiles, that amazed me. It was their simple, totally unknown backgrounds from where they came. And I don't want to challenge you if I should ask you, where was Nkrumah born? I'm sure many of you remember he was born in Ngrofo, in the western region. Has any one of you ever been there before? It is some little god forsaken village somewhere. Very small, insignificant place. Kofi Annan, we know, was born in Kumasi, and therefore you have a great big personality for yourselves. My sons and my daughters, when you look at them, they came from very very ordinary family backgrounds ordinary family backgrounds none of them of the personalities that i've named actually came from in a great big family background nkrumah as you and i know worked for ghana's independence and for africa's liberation his life motto you may sum it up was working for freedom and justice It was a passion, something that inflamed him for him to continue. We may take Mahatma Gandhi and we may take Nelson Mandela. What do you call it? Yes, Nelson Mandela. They are considered two people who fought for non violence, for racial tolerance, and for peaceful coexistence. Kofi Annan also worked very much for global peace, justice, and world order. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, this simple woman, was well known for her love. A very uncanny love for the poorest of the poor and for her selfless service to the poor people. Which won her also the Nobel Peace Prize. My sons and my daughters, these are some personalities. And as I said, they were imbued with virtue and passion. Virtue and passion that propelled them against many odds because they had challenges. Veritable odds and challenges and they went on to become who they became at great cost. But they were ready to pay the price to make them come true. Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to let them come true. Now, what can we learn from these personalities as we talk about the global, you know, um, citizen? It does not matter where you come from or into what family you were born. You can also dream big, very big, but you must be ready to pay the price to let it come true. Only then, I think, can you go on to become a global personality Indeed, a global citizen, one whose life impacts positively on others. And I say one whose life impacts positively on others. Permit me to digress a little bit. I was very shocked to hear that the so-called Charles Brown or Chris Brown (laughs) dared to smoke Indian hemp in public. And so far, I haven't heard any of our law enforcement agencies talking about it as a total offense to the country. I am talking about making a positive impact, not just an impact, not just a negative impact. I'm talking about people who made positive impact. So when you dream, dream big, but be ready to make positive impact so that you can leave something to humanity. My sons and my daughters, permit me at this juncture to call to mind another quality that, even though it may look rather contradictory to global citizenry, it is, in my opinion, its bedrock. It is the fact of being an individual or recognizing the individuality of yourself and the individuality of others. Being an individual. In other words, each person is unique. Each person is unique and is created and so endowed by God for a unique purpose. In fact, every person is a prodigy. He or she can never be repeated. He or she has never been repeated. Even identical twins or Siamese twins are unique individuals. This is because God has created you for a unique purpose. I would like to go to Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14 which I think states this individuality this being unique in a very special way oh lord god you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made Amen. amen my dear friends this is the truth That not only did God create you and knit you together in your mother's womb, he has made you unique, fearfully and wonderfully. The Americans will say, you are awesome. My brothers and my sisters, in the Bible, another expression of you have made me fearfully and wonderfully is you have made me a prodigy a prodigy the english dictionary defines prodigy as a person with unusual abilities or remarkable qualities one who is unusually talented one who is outstanding because all of us are fearfully and wonderfully made Each and every one of us is unique and each and every one of us is called upon to be outstanding. This is very true of everybody. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this uniqueness, this individuality, this fearsome, wonderful personality is often downplayed. Instead of being heightened, For the good of the individual himself or herself, and for the good of humanity. Society tends to want you to become ordinary. Yes, we are ordinary. But today I want you to know that in your ordinariness, you are extraordinary. And that you are called to be an individual, you are called to be outstanding. In fact, you are already outstanding. One inspirational speaker whom I was listening to, he touched on something that I had never thought of my sons and my daughters. What he said was that each person that is born is already a winner. And I think I heard Albert using that you are going to be winners. He says each and every person who is born is already a winner. And I sat and I said, well, tell me more. He said, think of it that the sperm that fertilized the ovum in the womb to make you who you are was one out of three million sperms. Have you ever thought of it? Three million people running and you are the first. You are outstanding. You are a winner. You are awesome. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord God Himself because you already begin as a winner. So each person that is born should be made to know that he or she is a winner and he or she must carry this winning confidence throughout his or her life. Do you get me? Are you there? Are you awake? Turn to the person sitting next to you and tell him you are a winner. And turn to the next person and say you are unique. Tell the next person you are awesome. Tell him you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And tell the next person I am a winner. And tell the person I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Tell the person I am unique. We have a mission. let me go on to emphasize what it means to be a winner in the eyes of god just think of the truth a biological truth and an anatomical truth Hmm, he likes the brothel just think of the truth of the uniqueness of each person's fingerprint have you ever been told That your fingerprint is unique, has never been repeated, will never be repeated when you are gone. Now think about it, my sons and my daughters. Has it ever occurred to you that if humanity has had about 20 billion persons so far, 20 billion, and that you have a fingerprint that has never existed And that will never exist. Has it ever occurred to you how fearfully and wonderfully you have been made? Say amen to God. And thank God for making you fearfully and wonderfully. Because you are unrepeatable. Has it ever occurred to you to think of it? That you are unrepeatable. That is why the psalmist could say, I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How I would wish that every person would be made to know this and made to feel so unique, even by looking at your fingerprint. No artist in the world, no artist in the world can make six billion different fingerprints. Brains. So, you are wonderfully, fearfully unique, an individual. You are not repeatable. This is biological. This is a biological truth. Those who do medicine would tell you that even your DNA, even your DNA is unique. Am I right? And therefore, it cannot be repeated. So, my dearly beloved friends, know it from today onwards that you are unique you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are indeed awesome. my sons and my daughters i don't want you to just bask in the the fact that i am wonderful i am unique i am awesome i want you to know you also have a unique purpose and a unique responsibility and that brings me to my first poem which says I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good therefore that I can do or any kindness I can show to a fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it for I shall not pass this way again. Do you understand the unique sense of responsibility that comes from being fearfully and wonderfully made that comes from being awesome in the eyes of God yes each one of us is unique and passes through this life but once as a global citizen you must use this unique opportunity to make impact To make a difference by doing any good or any kindness to a fellow creature now. It cannot wait, nor can it be deferred, because you shall not pass this way again. How then does one become and remain duly conscious of being a global citizen? I think it is a consciousness that to adopt a medical terminology, a consciousness that should become part of our intellectual, our cultural, and our spiritual DNA. And it must become so through education, through socialization, from childhood, in fact, even from conception, through life, until its God-given end. It must become part of our DNA. Intellectual DNA, cultural DNA, spiritual DNA. This is because, yes, when we talk about conception, I go back to the fact of what the inspirational speaker said. Because once the winner has won the race from among three million sperms, He or she is a winner and has a unique mission to fulfill here on earth. A mission that no other person can accomplish or substitute in the same way. That is another reason why we Christians are against abortion. Because once you are conceived and an abortion interferes, Abortion deprives humanity of some of its unique citizens. Take it from me. I am not saying it from a moralistic point of view to calm your conscience. I am saying it from a logical point of view. Let us go back then to Psalm 139, which says, O Lord God, you created me You created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But for those of you who are Christians, and I like to believe the majority of you are, do you remember that John the Baptist leapt in his mother's womb at the coming of Jesus Christ, also in his mother's womb? Luke chapter 1, verse 45. Have you thought of it? That two unborn babies could interact, could relate, and could rejoice at the coming of the Savior. So abortion is depriving humanity of some of its unique citizens that have a unique mission to fulfill. You know, in the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 5, this is what God says. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Powerful. This should help the Christian in particular appreciate his or her uniqueness and at the same time, the uniqueness of his or her fellow human being and to bring the Christian to accept with a sense of awe and marvel. God's unique mission for each and every one of his sons and daughters on this planet. So you see how by emphasizing your individuality, you are at the same time emphasizing your global responsibility as a global citizen. We are fearfully and wonderfully made as individuals, but at the same time we are global beings with a global mission for humanity today and tomorrow. The book of Jeremiah says that we have been consecrated and appointed prophets to the nations. In very simple terms, we each have a God given mission that we cannot shake. And therefore, we are individually, we are severally, and we are communally co responsible for the well being of. Of this earth and for the general welfare of all its global citizens. I want to bring home to you the fact that your individuality is an individual responsibility before all other people's individuality and therefore you are already a global citizen and you have a global responsibility you cannot run away from. This is why it is imperative that all children are given the requisite upbringing education and formation to enable them become indeed the unique creature and citizen that god created them and endowed them to be educated to become global citizens indeed permit me to share with you an experience i had once i was standing on a balcony with a french man friend of mine and we were overlooking uh, the compound football field of a primary school. The bell went for recreation and in poured into the compound hundreds of kids from about six years to about, you know, 16, 17 years. And as we looked and the whole place was filled with noise, life bustling here and there, this was what my French friend said, Africa, you have problems. I was smiling I was looking at the children, enjoying what they were doing because it reminded me of what I also did some time ago. And this was my reply. Look, these are our assets. These are not problems. They are our wealth These are our wealth. These are our assets. They are not problems. So my sons and my daughters, if anybody should make you feel you are a problem, tell the person you are wrong. I am a wealth. I am riches that God has created. And you are such a unique riches that nobody can take it away from you. So I went on to tell my French friend, What we need now is to invest in each and every one of these children through good education and just imagine how richer Africa and the world will be. How richer Africa and the world will be. Let me therefore say that global citizens are not born Simply, they are made so by how we educate them, by how we socialize them from infancy through life. And i like to use the example of my own upbringing. I come from a very small family of 12 children. I knew you were going to laugh. We are seven boys and five girls. And I want to thank God for our parents who brought us up, who educated us, and socialized us. I want to thank God for all the teachers who brought us up, educated us, and socialized us. I want to thank God for all our neighbors who helped in bringing us up, educating us, and socializing us. Because of the 12 brothers and sisters that we are, there is hardly any profession in life that we do not have all of us occupy different various professions thanks to the education, the upbringing, and the socialization. One of the things or the norms I remember very well from my childhood was that my parents educated me and my siblings first and foremost to cherish our individuality and to appreciate the same of other people. So we were not just individuals and others were nothing. They were equally individuals, rich as we were. And our parents taught us not only to appreciate others, but to join all others to become global actors and not global consumers of global fashion and fad. Listen to me carefully, because many of us stand the chance of becoming victims of globalization and not global actors, not the shakers and the movers of the globe, but victims, passive, supine, who only consume what globalization is coming to us. What do I mean by that? It is the duty of parents, and I hope some of you here are parents and teachers. It is the duty of parents and teachers, and it is the duty of the state and government to educate, to form children who can stand their own ground and not just be swayed by any wind of fashion or fad, however useful or otherwise. Chris Brown comes to Ghana He has tattoo all over his body, like a billboard. (laughs) He sings, he's very talented. He entertains, thank God. He smokes pot on our stage. Do you know how many people are already imitating that crap? That rubbish. Global consumers of nonsense. I believe that it is the duty of parents to teach their children to learn to distinguish in life what is essential, what is needed, what is useful, what is desirable from what is frivolous. Parents should teach their children to make informed personal choices in this global world. This means that for the child to become a global actor and not just a global consumer or victim, he or she needs good ethical and moral upbringing, good character formation to give the child the needed moral spine. In the face of today's global tsunami of consumerism, you need to have spine to stand firm in the face of globalization. Life in the global village. There is a saying today that we live in a global village. It means that everything is now so very near and instant. So very interconnected, like in our villages in those days, that we cannot but admit we are on a world stage everywhere we are, whether it is in Butumejebu in the western region or Salvelugu Nantongma in the northern region. Now, whether you are born or live in Tabie Fedeme in the Volta region, or in Fukushima in Japan, or in Reykjavik in Greenland. Or in Tierra del Fuego in Argentina, it takes only a few split seconds for news to travel to you thanks to technology and scientific advancement. Thank God. Through the net, it's wonderful. Whether you and I like it or not, these days you cannot tell a child a fib because the child just goes to the iPad, tack, tac, tac, tack, tac. tac, tac Google, and he says, Mommy, Google does not say that. I had a friend who, and his wife, they were talking about a place somewhere, and I think the guy did not hear it well. They were talking about Pompeii, and he heard Bombay. So he said, oh, Bombay, it is in India. And the child said, Daddy, Bombay is, yes, in India, but that's not what we are talking about. And the daddy said, what do you mean by that? He said, we are talking about Pompeii in Italy. There it is. (laughs) So my sons and my daughters, whether you and I like it or not, we live in a global world. There is something beautiful about technological advancement and I would have you use it, but don't let technology use you. Use technology, but don't let technology use you. Be a master of technology and not a slave of technology. But let me come to something that is worrying me about you, the young people. Anadriyede. I'm sure you know what is Anadriyede. Am I right? So some of these, my, 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 my good friend here is the MTN, and Airtel, and Glo, and, and so on and so forth. They tell you Anadriyede, free bonus in the night, and so on and so forth. And so most of you spend the night, instead of sleeping on their phone, talking sweet nonsense. You go to the universities, because officially in the senior high schools, it is forbidden to have cell phones. You go to the universities, and in the night... One o'clock, two o'clock. Instead of your daughter sleeping, she is hanging on the phone. God have mercy on You go to the universities and your son, instead of him going to sleep so that he can wake up, you know, solid in the morning, he's sitting there and he's talking about Manchester United, us against Chelsea, and the rest of it. And they spend the night and they don't sleep. Then they get the virus of mobile (laughs) telephonitis. And what do I mean by that? It catches on them like a virus. Charlie, when they are going anywhere and they don't have their mobile phones, they feel completely one leg away. You know, these days the young people and their mobile phones and the rest, without them, they don't think, they don't breathe, they don't do anything. Painful. A friend of mine says he invited his daughter, a 21-year-old girl, no, no, 19-year-old girl, to come along with her friends to a hotel so that they could, you know, uh, socialize a bit. There were four of them. And when they got there and they ordered the food, he was making talk and the kids were all glued to this little machine and they were going to... Then he said... "Ah." But what are you people doing? I brought you here to chat, to communicate with one another. And the girl said, "Oh, Daddy, you are Colo. We are chatting with one another. <laughs> they are sitting next to one another. They don't open their mouth to talk. They are chatting on it. Anyway, the days have changed. Do you know why they were chatting with one another on their text uh, machine, SMS? Because they were saying things that they didn't want their daddy to hear. My sons and my daughters, be masters of these gadgets and these things. Don't let the gadgets be your masters. Another one that is worrying me about those of you who are parents. We build houses, we raise the walls 10, 2 meters, 3 meters high. We put barbed wires around it so that armed robbers cannot come into the house. Am I right? And do you know where the armed robbers enter into your house and their family? They come through the TV cable. And they teach your children how to smoke pot. They teach your children sexually morality. They teach your children sakawa. They teach your children and so they arm rob you and your family without raising a gun that is the reason why i say be a global citizen but make sure you are a global actor not a global victim you must control the machines the machines should not control you so my sons and my daughters on the other side of being a global citizen Today, it takes nothing to know what happens anywhere. But not just what happens, the consequences of what happens on yourself. We were all privy to, two years or so ago, the nuclear disaster in Fukushima, Japan. And we had reason to worry because radiation could also disturb even those of us who are here. Chernobyl happened in the late 1980s, am I right, or 1990s. And today, the radiation is still going on. Even Hiroshima, which happened in 1945 or so, is still having effect on us. Just to say that one man's mistake can implicate all of us in a cosmic suicidal journey. Let me ask you, recently... Have you heard of the fact that refrigerators which use CFCs have been banned? And they have been banned because I never believed that somebody having a CFC refrigerator in La Sial Tuolu somewhere in northern region could be causing damage to the ozone layer in Antarctica over 7,000 kilometers away. It just tells you our co-responsibility for this earth that we are in. Because we are global citizens. Oh, the last one was a very painful experience for me. I went to visit one of our presidents in the castle. We went as a church, elders. And we were standing overlooking the sea behind Osu Castle. It was sad black plastic bags floating through the sea in Accra everywhere. I felt very sad because definitely these black plastic bags did not find themselves in the sea. Some people dumped them in the gutters. Their water took them into the sea. And do you know the danger? It poses to the fishes, to the whales, to the sea flora and fauna. And so I want you to know that you and I are global citizens and we have global responsibility. We cannot shake it. So my dear friends, it is not my desire to put an indictment on. I was just talking to Pastor Ransford in his office. Listen very carefully. There are supposed to be over 350,000 illegal Chinese immigrants in this country. All involved with galamsi. Competing with the big mining companies. They go to some chiefs for just a handful of dollars. The chief gives them the place to start digging for gold. And they are destroying our environment with our complicity. They are poisoning our water bodies with our complicity. And we are sitting there looking on unconcerned. Have you ever thought of this global responsibility? My dear friends, again, it is not my desire to put an indictment on modern global citizenry. Mine is to bring hope the point that our destinies are so inseparably woven together that each one of us must feel globally responsible for our actions or our inactions. We cannot be left behind, of course, in the global village with all its scientific and technological miracles and life-changing experiences. We, however, have to educate our children. And we have to equip them with the necessary intellectual capacity and psycho-spiritual or cultural capabilities to live and to act as self-conscious, responsible, global citizens. This is why I would like to leave you again with this adage, my last adage. Think global, act local. Think global, act local. Let us teach our children and our youth, you my young people, to become indeed global actors and not just global consumers. Let us teach you the young people to know that the globe starts from me and starts from us and starts from here. Let us think about the globe but let us act to protect what we have Locally, may you, our young people, never forget your self worth, your individuality, your uniqueness, your awesomeness, as well as your sharing in the common heritage of all of us and your participating in the common responsibility. May you be held to remember that God made each and every one of you fearfully and wonderfully. Indeed. A well-known African adage says, I am because we are. I am because we are. May you, our young ones of today and tomorrow, dream big. As big as the ocean. May your parents and your teachers and your guardians bring you up to know your uniqueness and your individuality. But at the same time, may they help you and keep you open to the wealth that comes from embracing the individuality, the uniqueness of other people, so that you can be the richer for it. May we all never forget that this is the only world we have, and we are only stewards or custodians to whom it has been entrusted for as long as we are passing this way. I think we should never defer it. If we can do something good for others and for humanity, I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness I can show to any fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. Happy are those who dream dreams and are ready to pay the price to let them come true. I wish you all the best.
0: Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone.